Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Hello and welcome to Kaylee Daily, the weekly podcast about doula tips and tits. Um, I'm Kaylee Harad, your host. I am a doula, childbirth educator, mom of three, wife of one, um, and I am the creator and author of the Birth Prep Blueprint, which is comprehensive, holistic childbirth and postpartum preparation. Um, it's entirely virtual and um, I'm super proud of it. I'm a big fan. So one of the things that um, this podcast is going to cover is postpartum information and some feeding information as well. But today is postpartum. Um, and I want you to know something about my class because I think a lot of childbirth classes do not go into postpartum in very much detail. And mine, I mean, I wouldn't say mine is an incredibly detailed postpartum section either, but my postpartum modules are able to be revisited. What that means is that if you take like a, you know, like a weekend childbirth class or a series or something, you typically leave with some handouts, but you can't like go back to the class, right? So mine, because it's modules online, you actually can revisit them when you're actually in the postpartum time, which is what I suggest because I want you to know about what's coming before it comes. And also I want you to remember the tips and tricks and all of that. And also things that are like important and urgent and ways to heal and things. So part of what I love about it and part of why I made it, how I made it is that I want you to be able to keep using it and reusing it, right? Like go back and access it and look at the postpartum stuff and the feeding stuff and, um, all of that. So today's question is, can I spoil my baby? Now, the actual answer is no, you can't. I feel like we're on a trend here. I keep answering yes or no questions and then adding a second question. So, um, just to, you know, consistently follow that trend (laughs) today's second follow-up question is, um, if I can't spoil my baby, is there anything that I am doing in the beginning weeks of life with my infant that is creating habits that are going to be not useful, not serve you well, right? As a family. And I, I mean, there's some nuance in it, right? Because anything about birth and babies and people um, has a wide range of what is normal. So I don't, I don't come to this to just tell you I have this one answer for you. All babies X, right? That's not really how I function. That's not what I believe about babies. That's not what's true about different human people. Um, but 
in the early weeks, one thing I do know for absolute fact is that no baby is able to be spoiled. Okay. What I mean by that is that there is nothing that you're doing in the early weeks in terms of caring for your infant that is creating something negative for the future. So now when we're talking about spoiling, we're talking about like holding them a lot, right? Or rocking them a lot or wearing them or feeding on demand or um, responding to their cries and soothing them, right? These are not things that create any kind of negative anything for the baby in the future, okay? It's not the same as an older child being given every single thing that they ask for. That's not what this is. Babies are not capable of manipulation. (laughs) They are not capable of being spoiled. Now, you can, of course, not care for them well. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about folks that say things like, If you run to your baby every time they cry, they're going to learn that when they cry, they can get you to come to them. Actually, yes, that is what they should learn. That is what they need to learn. They need to trust you as their caregiver that you will respond to them. The early weeks, months, years, (laughs) it's not the time to teach them that you respond sometimes and on your conditions, right? Um, So without getting into all the details of the possible different ways to parent, um, I want to just touch on the reasons why it's actually really amazing for you to respond to your baby. So in the early weeks and months, what we know is that a baby is forming attachments. Those attachments are to the people who are caring for them. So in most cases, that's the parents, right? Sometimes other caregivers, um, other family members, if you have grandparents or aunts and uncles helping. um, But those attachments are actually vital for the baby's development for the rest of their life. So skin-to-skin time, um, being held, being spoken to, being soothed, being comforted, being fed, being kept warm and clean, right? These are all basic needs that a baby has, that a human has, that in those early weeks, you are teaching them that you are trusted in meeting those needs and that they can trust that those needs are legitimate, right? Because part of what they're trusting in themselves is that when they need something, they can cry, and they can get the thing that they need. So if they're hungry, they can cry and get food, and then that's how they survive, right? And if they have a poopy diaper, they can cry and get a diaper change. That's how they don't get rashes and stuff on their butt, right? So it's actually really good that the baby learns to listen to their own own needs and learns that you are a very reliable source of comfort and help in the midst of those needs because there's a long time before they can meet those needs on their own, okay? So I will go into detail on another episode about things like, is it good to baby wear? How long should you baby wear? When should you start? All of that kind of stuff. Also about feeding on demand. Also about skin to skin. Also about all the other things that you could possibly do that someone might call spoiling 
that is not ever actually spoiling, okay? So for the sake of today's episode, I want you to walk away with this. You cannot love on or hold or care for your baby too much. There is no maximum, okay? Um, If someone is telling you that, they're wrong. That's all. Now, I want you to sleep, right? I want you to eat. I want you to shower. So ideally, there should be more than one capable adult person helping with the needs of a newborn so that you are not needing to be constantly needed, okay? So I will talk about self-care also in another one. Remember that you can submit your questions for these podcast episodes. I have a long list of questions from clients and students, um, but I would love to add yours to the list, or maybe it's already on that list. Um, If you want to see more of these episodes or um, keep up with when they come out, then go ahead and subscribe if you're on a platform that you can subscribe to. I do have these these episodes also um, in video if you're listening in audio if you're watching, um, and on a blog, so in writing as well. So um, my intent in that is to have them accessible in all different formats. Um, and so that those are your options in terms of consumption. If you want to join my mailing list, the link is below in the bio. If you would like to book a quick chat with me, 15-minute free call, then that link is also below for you to... Um, chat with me about my class, The Birth Prep Blueprint, and see if it's a good fit for you as you prepare to give birth if you are still pregnant. So anywho, I will be back soon with another episode, and I wish you well-informed, beautiful births.